3: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the 73rd Hole. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, and Sam Humphreys with you here on the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Glad to be back after a long weekend. Hope everybody had a great and safe July 4th. I could hear stuff going off everywhere, so I'm assuming that everybody had a good time. There were uh, borderline professional-level fireworks shows going off all over the place. We actually watched the ones that the t- city of Chickasha set off at the park. Pretty good show. Finale was good. Had a good fourth. So, uh, yeah, Taylor and I were down in Chickasha. Sam, yeah. did you play some yard games? I did. Some stuff I, up?
0: I played some yard games. I figured out that I might go pro in horseshoes. Um, in horseshoes? I'm pretty damn good at horseshoes, man. I, let me tell you what, I'll... I'll uh, put my game up next with the best of them. Uh, they, say,
1: they say close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. I don't know what hand grenades is, but horseshoes at close must count.
0: So you must be good at getting it close then, Sam.
3: Oh, absolutely. Now do had, you, um, remind me how horseshoes is scored. If you so hook it.
0: It, it. You have a ringer. That's yep. five points. Kay. If it's leaning, that's three. Okay, And then if no one hits anything, it's the closest. And then if you have the two closest, you get two points. Two closest gets you to... Okay, I got you. And that one, makes sense. Do you play by rounds or do you play to a point total? You play to 21.
3: Okay. Can,
1: yeah. You, yeah.
0: can you bust or go over? We played where you could.
3: So it's kind of similar rules to cornhole. Like cornhole, you make it yeah. in, you get the only three. If it's on really, board,
0: you get one. Yeah, the difference in cornhole is like you shoot both horseshoes at one time. You don't alternate. Oh, you don't alternate. Okay. Yeah. And well, then you right. throw two per round? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'd be very good at horseshoes. Don't you hold them a unique way too? Like do you hold You them hold just, it... You have the little thing and you... Put the thumb on top and you try to get it to where it only flips over one time.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's probably why I'm bad at horseshoes because I'm just slinging that thing down there. <laughs> all over How place. far
1: is do you have to throw the horseshoe? Oh, like, what's it's about 30
3: yards. Yeah, it's a decent little toss.
1: So a little, blade, just 20 yards. Bladed, s- bladed sandwich sand territory, yeah.
3: basically. 100%. I would never so. blade a sandwich. Not me. Pure <laughs> contact every time. I did, uh, we had mulligans in the valley. I did, Taylor didn't have mulligans. We get a mulligan a day. I had to use mine on a
0: par five on Saturday because I bladed the piss out of a four iron (laughs) right into the water. Yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, preparing myself. I mean, we had a fun Saturday at the pool, okay, and then I shot off some fireworks. I, I told you guys I was out on fireworks. I shot off one firework on Saturday night. Running away I, in flip flops, I cut my toe. Oh, and so, no. <laughs> so so I was playing hurt on uh, on Sunday, and actually played. You got to play hurt in the big league sometimes. I came to play <laughs> one. We won volleyball. Uh, we won horseshoes. Uh, one pop a shot. I mean, I, I was just balling. I assume
3: you're positioned at the net for volleyball.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah.
3: I'm uh, I'm really good at volleyball, but I'm not positioned at the
0: net. It was pool ball. Volleyball, by the way. Oh, okay. Pool volleyball.
3: Pool volleyball, I'm actually not as good at because I'm better at, like, digging stuff. (laughs) Basically, anything that's low. I'm good at anything that's low, (laughs) obviously. The libero or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm very short in stature, so I'm good at all the low stuff. Yeah. Sand volleyball
0: in. Yeah. Speaking of another game, we got a match today, boys.
3: We do have a match today. We've got uh, the GOAT and Phil Mickelson playing against Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau. By the GOAT, of course, I mean Tom Brady. Um... I don't know who the favorite is. I can probably pull up the odds here, but I think the best part of the fact that this is today is that Bryson has had some... Uh, Bryson's had a lot going on lately. A lot going on. We haven't even been on since Tim Tucker, and he <laughs> mutually agreed to part ways, basically as a PGA Tour tournament gets started, which never happens. There's no way that it, there's no way that they were just having dinner Wednesday night, and they just decided, you know what? I, I think we, we should split. That's <laughs> definitely not how it went down, but then Bryson misses the cut, doesn't talk to the media, and then has to show up today and be mic'd up for four hours for this match. Yep. I I really don't know what kind of personality we're going to get from Bryson or if it's going to be super awkward or if he's going to just be open about it. I have no idea what's going to happen this afternoon, but I think that aspect of it is fascinating.
1: I, I think it. I think it's fascinating from the aspect of exactly kind of what you're saying, Colby, but you also look at his partner. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has had so many storylines go on this offseason. You look at the opposing team. Phil Mickelson has just validated his career, essentially, winning the PGA Championship. So did Tom Brady by going to a whole new team and winning with the with the Buccaneers. So, I mean, you go, you're going with two guys. Guys who are basically on cloud nine versus two guys who are ultimately dealing with a lot of controversy Although right now.
0: Although Aaron Rodgers did win the MVP last year. He did win the MVP. But
1: but, but I'm just saying there's yeah. the offseason. Are you yes. going to stay with the pack? Basically what I'm saying is the Phil Brady team has a lot of ammo to throw I got at you. the Bryson um, uh, Aaron Rodgers yeah. team. and but so Basically everything's
3: been peaches and sunshine yeah. for Brady and Mickelson. And it really hasn't been... For Bryson and, and Aaron Rodgers.
1: And, and I wonder, you know, is what's going to be what's going to be the first thing said? A Brooks comment to Bryson or oh. a Caddy comment to Bryson? So there's already
0: been Brooks comments said uh, to Bryson. I'll, I'll get to the trash talk that's been said uh, here in a minute. But we already have a loser in this match, boys, and it's TNT. TNT oh. was hoping uh, that that Eastern Conference Finals went one more game to a Game 7. Then they would have had this match. Uh, all to itself tonight. Instead, they're going up against the NBA Finals tonight. Oh, I
3: didn't even think about that. And so
0: and so, if the, if, if it would have gone to a Game Seven uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals, then uh, they would have had it yep. because they couldn't, you know, uh, start the NBA Finals for another day. Yeah, it
3: would have been the only. Uh, it would have been the only thing on this afternoon. Mm-hmm. That's right. I didn't even think about that. But it starts uh, at
0: four o'clock. For anybody wondering, four o'clock our time, and then Central. the NBA yep. Finals starts at what eight? So they'll still be playing golf. Yeah. Well, it starts. The pregame starts at four o'clock. So I think that the the uh, match will actually go like until. Well, I think the match will actually go until ten is what it's scheduled. Okay, time. so
3: I do have the odds here. Any guesses as to who's favored?
0: Uh, Phil and Brady probably. Bryson minus. is probably favored, right? I I y'all decide who you think's favored. I think Bryson and I Aaron Rodgers th- are favored.
1: I think. Oh God, I think Phil Phil's probably favored. My, minus one thirty.
3: It's uh, Phil's act, Phil and Tom Brady are actually the underdogs. They are plus one thirty seven. Uh, you know, we saw Brady last year in the match with with Manning and Tiger and Phil. And Brady is they kept describing him as an, as an eight handicap who puts the lights out. Which, as we saw with Tom Brady, he kind of sprayed it all over the course. Well,
1: after one round, he went from an eight to a twelve. So I mean, he's got that going. That's from. a so great handicap. Point. To, uh, had to gone up.
3: Bryce and Aaron Rodgers minus one sixty seven. Has anyone but ever Aaron seen Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers? Can play a little bit. He's
1: he's reportedly uh, he plays in the Tahoe deal every year. Every year,
3: yep, he plays a lot with uh, Brian Baumgartner. Actually, they're really good friends who played Kevin on The Office. They play a ton of golf (laughs) together. I don't know why I know that. Just fun fact for the day. Uh, But Aaron Rodgers is pretty good. I did read a story yesterday where he said he hasn't been playing a ton of golf because he lives out in the LA area. And he's like, "Man, by the time I do the math, I'm going to sit in traffic for an hour. I'm going to be at the course for four and a half hours. I'm going to sit in traffic for an hour coming back." He's like, "Do I have six and a half hours?" to go play around to golf. Usually the answer is no. So he actually said he hasn't been playing much. And Brady, on the other hand, Brady, I feel like, is the type of guy who goes out and grinds for every last competitive thing that he's in. I mean, you remember, I just remembered at Medalist, didn't Tom Brady go out and play 18 holes that morning? He did. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's
2: <laughs> probably why he played
3: so bad. He yeah, did have honestly. a hole out, though. Yeah, when they were talking trash to him. Ripped his (laughs) pants and told uh, Charles Barkley, the worst trash talk ever, take a suck of that, Chuck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, it's going to be really interesting. I I think that having Bryson and Phil will always be entertaining. It's just going to be interesting to see how much Bryson is Bryson today because it, like you said a lot of things have been going wrong and uh sometimes you got to be in a good mood to want to talk that much I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say this i
1: think one thing that vegas is, does not take in consideration is how good phil is at playing for money because look at he beat tiger at shadow creek for nine million dollars should have been ten million we that had, was
0: rigged by uh, the way what, what what do you mean it was rigged it was rigged the first match was rigged what are you talking about it was rigged it was rigged they had the they had the last hole set up already it was just going to go the, to a the playoff gr- hole. Yeah, yeah, they just it teed gonna, off from the putting green. No, it was going to go to a playoff hole, no matter what. You're telling me Tiger, they were giving each other ten foot putts. That was in the playoff hole
1: when they started doing that.
0: Yeah, you're, you're telling me
1: Tiger missed that six foot on it eighteen was on purpose. It was There's no way he missed that. There's no way I don't it think it was rigged. There's no way
0: missed that. It was in Vegas. I I don't trust it. I th-
1: I think Tiger early Tiger chipped on, in on seventeen. How the hell do you he rig that?
0: I think early on the intensity was low,
3: but later in the match I think the intensity the intensity got up because I mean they're, they're playing for nine million dollars. Only reason they couldn't play for ten was because the PGA Tour FedEx Cup can't yeah. be giving away more money. But they, for they, an they increased it to
0: fifteen million. So good job, guys. I'm sorry to yeah. interrupt, but I I, I had to say my piece just, on that hey, I think hey, it was Rick I'm, I'm
1: the biggest conspiracy theorist that that, that there is Sam but I, I, <laughs> I, I can't even jump on board with that one um, I'm going to say this about they just I don't think that Vegas takes Phil's ability to play for money into consideration because I know it's a little different because the last match was Steph and who was on Steph's team when he played oh um,
3: god who was on Steph's team it
1: wasn't a a, a, a golfer. My, my point being is that um, him and Barkley were underdogs whenever they played in that deal, and Phil waxed him. The only time Phil lost him... I didn't watch in, that, one. I didn't, that one. I watched a few holes
3: of that one. Did
1: you watch that whole thing? Yeah, I did, yeah. but, but I, I can't even remember who the other player was, so no, it wasn't yeah, that Yeah, so good. it must not have been that great. No, and so, I mean, Steph. I remember Steph played horrible, and, and I, I do remember that Phil and Barkley were underdogs, and I think it's the same here. I think... I think I, I I would put some money on Phil and Brady to win. I think Brady will play better than he did last time, and I think that Phil is just geared up for these money games. And I think it on- was it
0: was. Steph and Peyton versus Phil and
1: Chuck. Peyton. That's who it was. Yeah.
3: Versus Phil and Chuck. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah.
1: And for some reason, the professional golfer was the underdog in that deal. <laughs> but um, and I so I I I, I love Phil and um, I love Phil and Brady this week. Gosh dang, I keep forgetting who's on each other's teams. Um, but yeah, I love I love that. And all honesty, Colby, I might have you go to the website, throw some money on it right now. In all honesty. Yeah,
3: it's uh it should be fun this afternoon. I depending. On how quickly I do my yard work depends on how much of it I get to watch because uh, it rained all week last week, couldn't get a mower on the yard, and then we left to go chick shake. So yep. been, my yard is it's thick. Two Cs. T H A C C Thick.
0: Yep. I, so, I'm not going to be able to watch it tonight. I'll record it and watch it later, but... Uh, I got a little date night tonight, boys, because I have the coolest Bachelor weekend set up. Yeah, so talk, talk about the courses. I got to spend a little time with Reagan talk about the uh, courses before you're playing we go this on our, our little trip. So instead of going to Vegas or doing something you know crazy like that, I just decided uh, to use a couple connections up in Tulsa. Shout out to the GOAT, uh, Paul Ross, for kind of hooking this all up. But we're going to go up. We're going to stay at the Hard Rock Casino, me and a few buddies. And then we're going to play... The Patriot on Thursday. We're going to play Cedar Ridge on Friday and then Golf Club of Oklahoma on the weekend. That's so pretty gonna sweet. Be a blast.
3: That's pretty sweet. I have played none of those courses. I've heard good things about all of them, especially Golf Club of Oklahoma. We've got a couple of buddies who really love Golf Club of Oklahoma, but I haven't played any of those. I haven't played a ton of golf in the Tulsa area, really, because uh, I didn't play a bunch of big junior golf tournaments. So I really, aside from, uh, you know, playing with my in-laws and stuff up there, I haven't played a ton of courses in the uh, Tulsa area.
0: You know, I hear that golf club's in a lot better shape uh, than it used to be. Like when I was in college, it was in decent shape, but now uh, I think that, it's such a good layout and such a good course. that is that a Fazio? Yes. Is yes. it? Okay. Yeah, and it reminds you a lot of Karsten Creek, except it's a little more fair. You know, okay. I, I believe in Carson Creek.
2: A little Just shorter and,
0: and a little more wide open. Maybe but, but not fair isn't the right word, but there's a little more room off the tee.
3: Yeah, than, the, than seven, the, the 17th th- hole at Carson Creek is unfair. Yeah.
2: The, the, yeah.
1: Pr- the principle of golf is, is the same. of If you miss the fairway by 50 yards, you're re And that's what I was going to say, Sam. I know you're pl- probably playing pretty well right now, but if you get a little off with the drive, you better have, you know, about six dozen balls in your bag to oh, play yeah. those courses. I mean, Patriot's fair. and I've actually never played Patriot, but from what I've seen, it's kind of similar in the aspect of the if
0: you're – is easy for a good golfer and hard for a bad golfer in my opinion just because there's some tee shots where you can just have a lost ball but the fairway is pretty wide and if you can put it in the fairway then you can make some birdies and really score especially like on the first six holes you can be like six under through six but uh like I'm saying I mean if you don't put it in play off the tee which is kind of tough I mean if you miss the fairway you're pretty much in the you know trees or native grass or however they have it uh so the patriot is really scoreable I would say that Cedar is one of the most underrated courses in Oklahoma. That's what I was about
1: to say. I and think it
0: may
3: be the most underrated.
1: I think
0: you're probably right because it's always in great shape. It's a great layout, uh, except for number three, <laughs> and then uh, and then. Okay, hold
3: on. I've never been there. Describe
0: number three. to Number man. three is just a, a janky little dog leg left part. Dog four. legs
3: more than ninety
2: degrees.
1: Yeah. Oh, and there's okay. trees blocking. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You can't like go for the green, can no, you? No, because I mean, yeah, they've got all the trees there. I mean, so I mean, I
0: guess you can if you like hit flop. Drive, <laughs> and, and,
1: it's, and, it's, and it's usually into the wind, and yeah. if you hit it short of, you could be in the fairway. If you're short, you still have, have to, yeah, you still down. have to hook it, and if you hit it. Further than the ten yards, you're in a fairway bunker, yeah. oh. and and the green slopes very similar. Kobe you probably you may not play there. The old Winter Creek number one green, oh, you god. remember what that was like? Oh god, it was very very that similar. Entire the,
3: green was like six percent yeah. slope.
1: That that's exactly but, what the green was, or at least it used to be.
0: Yeah, but I mean, other than that hole, that is my favorite course in Oklahoma to play. I would play it. I played thirty six a day if I could. You okay. know, out there, I love I love Cedar Ridge, and then obviously Golf Clubs, kind of a brutal. Um, Course, but it's really you know it, it's kind of legendary in Oklahoma. The,
1: th- the thing about golf club that always resonates with me is they had the AJGA there for yeah. a lot of years. Scissor tail, scissor tail, and the thing that. That sucked for me was that, I mean, I'm still kind of fat, but I was a really fat kid back then. <laughs> and it was in the middle of August or the first of August. Oh, it's and, hot. And, and the thing about courses like that, like that, Karsten, and, and those courses where it's surrounded by that native and those trees, yep. that heat and the humidity just sucks into the trees, and there's no wind mov- There's yeah. no wind movement. It's Down just low. so hot. Now,
0: when you finally hit your ball up in the air the wind swirls oh, up absolutely. there and, and, and you can't really tell where the wind's coming from down in those trees so that's another way that makes it hard
1: 100%. Yeah, exactly. Like there there is wind but you don't feel it. You all yeah. you feel is the heat. And yeah. by the time you get to the 10th hole, I mean gosh, dang, I was about to pass out. I mean, I couldn't even walk. So then, you know, <laughs> give me a cart and then we don't then we'll have a little bit more fun, but that yep. was that was the thing for me, but the the whole layout is awesome, Sam, and I think you're going to have one hell of a time. Just make sure to uh, not have too much fun on bachelor trips. We all heard stories We've seen The Hangover. We know we know, we know, know how it can go sideways. We play the Doug song uh, famously. The, uh, the, the reason for have, the Doug do song is because Doug? Doug
0: went missing. Find our best Doug, and then, <laughs> then we're going to give him a best friend hug. Sam, 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 Sam Doug.
3: <laughs> Hopefully, we don't have to come looking for you in Tulsa. Hey, Doug was fine the Hopefully whole time. Don't lose you. He was just yeah. on the roof. He, he was just chilling. On the roof. <laughs> With
1: like 80K in uh, in credit. Oh, yeah. He had all
3: the chips that they stole from
0: uh,
1: yeah. Wesley Chow. Chow. It's a pass, Cal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, what a uh, what a classic. We yeah. had a golf tournament last weekend, we too. That we didn't talk we about because we were off for July 4th. A PGA Tour event, let's say. Shout out Cam Davis. Yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah. What more to be said? Heck I mean, of a seriously? finish. I mean, clutch uh, gene on the I, I, last two holes, finishing eagle, birdie to just get into the playoffs. When's
1: the last time we had back-to-back
0: playoffs on PJ Tour? It's a great. Question. Oh, I have a ther- good stat ther- for y'all. Thirteen holes in two weeks, we had yep. playoffs. That's the most ever in consecutive weeks. Really, for number of playoff holes. Okay.
3: Sure. Uh, poor Joaquin Neiman did not get to participate in the playoff for very long because after going seventy-two holes bogey and free, five holes at the Travelers and five holes at the Travelers. He bogeys the 73rd hey, hole. He bogey the 73rd <laughs> hole. Are you kidding me? Joaquin, come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. I was talking to your dad, Taylor, this weekend at uh, golf club. I'm sure club that with, went well. At golf club at Chickasha. I'm uh, talking about Joaquin Neiman, and he's like, man, I, I, gotta, I could get all the way up into the top five in our big season-long pool and all this stuff, and then he comes in third out of three in the playoff. But You know what I think is whack, though? This is a whack rule. Uh, so Troy Merritt and Joaquin Neiman are deemed T2? How does that work? How does that work? Troy Merritts made it five holes in the playoff. Joaquin Neiman's knocked out on the first hole of the playoff. Why are Troy Merritt and Joaquin Neiman splitting second place money? They literally played it off. I I don't know, Sam. Where do you feel on this? I almost feel like I feel on the other side.
1: I, I just I, I
0: see both sides. I don't really have a good explanation.
1: I feel. The re, I mean, if we were like the old days where we were playing for ten bucks, you know, for for winning or I losing, think, I'd understand. But you've got hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. based off of one hole. I mean, I don't even like the principle of being that much money on, from winning and losing, let alone well, let alone from second number I mean, second one, third.
0: You have to have a winner, obviously. Well, so, I,
1: I, I mean, as in but, the the amount of money, not as in a no, trophy. I agree.
0: And, but my point is, everyone else down, you know, the leaderboard, there is ties. So if you tied for first, or I, I see what you're saying. Like, he beat him in the playoffs, so thing is like, doesn't count? Let, let's, say,
3: let's say Cam Davis would have made a three on the first playoff hole, and Joaquin Neiman and Troy Merritt both make four. Well, now you've got a winner, and Joaquin Neiman and Troy Merritt are tied. But the, the problem I have with it is, yeah, they played 72 holes and they were tied, but then all three of them teed it up and kept going to determine who was going to win the golf tournament, and in the process, Joaquin Neiman was eliminated as the other two advanced, so it's not like they were still tied. After the playoff, they weren't tied after the playoff, just like Cam Davis and Troy Merritt weren't tied after the playoff. So, I don't know. I mean, it's a fine line because, you know, what happens if you get a six-man playoff, then all of a sudden you have six guys tied for the lead and somebody goes out on the first hole and now they get sixth-place money, which might be 300 I think the reason why they don't do it is or because but...
0: two guys can tie and it's over.
3: Yeah, you're probably right you probably that's probably why they don't do it is because you can have ties in a multi way playoff. Yeah, but I don't know. I just thought it was a little weird that I was reading that Joaquin Neiman was T two whenever we. And had I mean, Troy Cam, Davis, and Cam Davis playing it off.
0: He had putts to win it. You know, on the first, second, third. Uh, obviously, the final putt. But you know, he could have put that away earlier than he did. As much as
1: I want to try to disagree with your point, Kobe, I do agree. If you go five holes in a playoff as opposed to one, you should probably be compensated a little bit more, or for something at least, whether it be FedEx points or or, or money, like you said. I mean, I do think that it should be rewarded somewhat. But at the same time, to go all the way from second to third just based off of one hole, I feel is tough. But like you said, I, I don't know where I don't know where the middle ground is. I, I truly
3: don't. Yeah, and that's you know, uh, I'm just looking at Cam Davis' score for the week. It's not like he had a, a mega low one. Him and Troy Merritt both. Uh, Joaquin Neiman had a 65 to open with, but Cam Davis. and Troy Merritt were just sixty eights and sixty sevens, just very solid throughout the week. Interestingly, the the first two years of this tournament was twenty five under with Nate Lashley, twenty three under with Bryson. This year, eighteen under got you into a playoff. The scoring was still low. If you were double digits under par, so like you're ten under, Ricky Fowler was ten under. That's t thirty two at 10 under Alex Noren, another Oklahoma state cowboy made a serious charge on Sunday with an eight under 64 and came up one shot shy. So Alex Norrin nearly got himself up there. And then Brandon Hagee Taylor, who you played with back in the day, long bomber, he ended up T six at 16 under. Uh, so I know that he probably a little disappointed was hoping to, uh, win the tournament or have a chance that 71 on Friday is what really got him. But, uh, you know, all the players who are up there just say a ton of positive things about this event. And, uh, about the course, the, the Donald Ross design. So it was, I, I don't know. Did you guys like the fact that we had some some smaller names battling it out with ser- serious career implications on the line? Or was that kind of, uh, you think that that lost some viewers, the fact that there just weren't any really big names? I know Neiman is Although, an up-and-coming it, name.
0: But and Davis so is and Ken Davis.
3: He is, but to a lesser extent than Neiman, just from just a for public now, public image standpoint. Okay, yeah,
0: but they're both going to be big time eventually because both of them, you know, have extreme talent and they're already, uh, obviously, I mean, they're in a playoff at a PGA Tour event, but they're both competing week in, week out on the PGA Tour. So... Yes, they are smaller names right now, but I don't think that you would say that in a couple years.
3: Davis is up to 67th in the world, by the way. I just wanted to go look and check on him. 67th in the world. Troy Merritt jumped up to 86th in the world. And then Neiman is... Top 30, probably. Yep, from thirtieth to twenty sixth is where he went to this week. So, walking uh, Neiman firmly inside the top thirty in the world. The other two get a big bump, and for Cam Davis, that's huge because he's he's had the talent, but we all know when a guy gets that breakthrough win, it's everything. It's the Masters, it's all the majors, it's the world ranking points, it's WGCs, it's FedEx Cup playoffs. The the residuals of that win for Cam Davis uh, are going to be ringing for a couple of years probably.
1: And you know, one thing that that I noticed was you know a lot of the tournament that I watched was or the early coverage because we had late tee times on the weekend, but at one point they said that like 43 players or something like that on, on Saturday morning were within three shots of the lead. I mean, yeah. that's. I mean, it was it was upwards of in low. It was the low forties. I know that. That's absurd to know that there's that many players who ha- could have had a chance to win the tournament. And I think that's a sign of a, a not not just a great golf course, but a great course setup. Because yeah. it doesn't really matter, in my opinion, if they're making birdies every hole or if they're making bogeys every hole. If everyone's kind of right around has a chance to win the tournament, more than likely, as long as it's fair. Which obviously we saw that it was this weekend. So many players were were commenting on it and talking about how classic Donald Ross designed was and so and how that's a course that's been able to withstand the test of time and not been a crucial victim to this dialing it back thing that we're talking about even though the course have been 20 something under par we haven't seemed to dislike it that much yeah possibly. and
0: by the way the guy that was bombing gouge last year i thought that it was a sure fire deal and so i top loaded my DraftKings lineup and uh and my guy bryson misses the cut So, I I will not pick Bryson again one time this year.
3: I I had him, too. I probably will pick him again this year, but I had him, too, and I think that the stuff with Tim Tucker really took its toll on him. I
0: really do.
1: I mean, let let me ask you guys here, so let's not get too far down the rabbit hole and make assumptions that we don't know, but... What in the world had to have happened? Well, uh, I mean, well,
0: I had Nick Heinen on the uh, Golf Oklahoma Hour. I filled in for our boss, Kim McLeod. That was really fun. Shout out to Dave Sittler and Tracy Phillips, uh, who were on there with me. But we had Austin Eckert on, then we had Nick Heinen on. And Nick was like, I think I was the last person on the planet to find out because he saw Bryson's caddy there uh, that day. And then all of a sudden, that, it, or, you, Wednesday or be- Thursday? The day before. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. And then he said, you know, he Nick spent the whole rest of the next day and didn't even realize and, and so basically he was saying in that situation something had to have been said between Bryson and, and uh, his caddy what's his name? Tim, Tim Tucker Tim Tucker. Tucker. Yeah. It's uh I don't know it's just very weird the timing of it. I mean
3: caddies and players split. That happens. But I can't not think of not during a tournament I can't think of it any happened. time a caddy showed up on Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday and caddied in the Pro ams and they're ready for the tournament and then we show up Thursday morning with no caddy? Obviously, that we've seen... That doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, we've seen caddies get fired during the tournament, but <laughs> I, it's hard to get fired before the tournament even starts. It's hard to get fired Wednesday night.
1: Yeah, no, usually it happens during a, during an off-week or an, an off-different stretch, but for the fact of it happens so... I mean, he caddied for him Wednesday, like you said, Sam, during the, the practice, right? Yeah. I don't know if there was a, a pro-am or not. I, but I think they, I read could,
0: somewhere he did caddy in the pro-am. I mean to well, t- yeah. and We saw the video of Phil Mickelson acting like he was bending Bryson's yeah, eight iron, yeah. and it was really Phil's. But that his, Tim Tucker was in that video.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I, I just I have no idea what. Could have been. I mean, it had. There had to have been some bad blood there already brewing, and then there just had to have been. A, and the the top just had to have blown off. I don't think there could have been a complete one eighty flip flop in the span of two hours. Well, in it's my just opinion.
0: a tough job, especially not only just to be a caddy on the PGA Tour, but to caddy for. Guys like Bryson or Sungjae, guys that are just notorious for practicing their ass off throughout the whole week, you know, and so it's like you get no time off whatsoever. And so it it comes down to, like, I posed the question uh, that someone someone else posed the question on Twitter and said, would you drop everything, drop your job right now just to caddy for Bryson DeChambeau? And I, and I said, the question is really that you're asking here is would you, you know, sacrifice a quality of life to get $2 million or so? And I said no. And some people would say yes. But the whole point is it there really isn't any quality of life. You're doing everything Bryson wants to do. And Bryson is going to – we've seen him numerous, numerous times be under the lights – you know, hitting balls after dark when, you know, those are long weeks, especially for a caddy and especially not even just that, but the preparation that Bryson does is three times what a normal player does. Uh, So I I just think that maybe he just got tired of Bryson's, you know, lifestyle.
1: And, you know, I'll say this, you know, we, we talk about how this, we never see this happen. And the reason we don't is because it doesn't happen with the top players. I mean, there may be some guy who Monday qualifiers down DFL, who the caddy kind of gives up on him and we just don't ever hear about it. But from a top 10 player in the world, a young up-and-comer, someone who's one of the probably top three popular names in golf right now, whenever you just – just out of anyone that you ask to – to have that much popularity and for there to be that split up is, is it boggles my mind that the timing
0: of it was yeah, what, what right, right before this match, too. And so, uh, speaking of that, speaking of the match, uh, we had some, Which, some trash. Which, by the way, talk. I think they're using carts
3: today. So don't good. have to worry about having somebody
0: to carry your bag today. Yep. Pretty sure we've got golf carts. Yeah, that's always good. Uh, so there was some trash talk. And so uh, I'll read a little piece here from uh, Todd Kelly of Golf Week. Uh, let me pull this up here. And so basically, it'll start off with Rodgers uh, got an early dig when he commented on Mickelson's third uh, from the bottom finish on Sunday at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. And Aaron <laughs> Rodgers said, Phil coming off a solid T70 finish in Detroit, he made three birdies on his last five holes to get T70. <laughs> and so, uh, and then Mickelson and, and Rogers ended up saying, you know, I, I've only played eight rounds since last August. And so I, I wonder if he's telling the truth on that. He might have been out practicing a little bit, but only eight rounds since last August. That's not very much. Uh, if you're wanting to bet on the favorites, today. you know what else I wonder? I wonder if
3: Rogers has a simulator at the house because he says because he, he, he says he doesn't like these long days sitting in traffic and stuff. Especially going to the course. in Wisconsin, he might going to the course. I bet uh, I bet he's got a simulator in his house.
1: Yeah, you would think so. I mean, he signed the how-many-ever-million-dollar deal it was a few years ago. That's probably why he have been playing enough golf. He's been trying to convince his uh, ownership to draft some damn uh, wide receivers.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then DeChambeau comes back after that and says uh, he's not concerned that Rodgers hasn't played any golf lately. He says, I love someone who doesn't play that much golf because usually that means their next round is going to be their best. Brady, however, said uh, he's not buying it. You know, so uh, Brady says... I think that that sounds a little bit of like a little bit like an excuse. Uh, I'm not falling for that. I've seen him compete, and he's one of the all-time great competitors uh, that I have ever gone against. I've had a decent record against him lately, and hoping that that continues on the golf course. But I'm not going to fall victim to an excuse like that from Aaron. <laughs> if uh, if
3: Aaron Rodgers has an uh, has like an in betweener today on a par five, go for it or lay up. And somebody doesn't make the joke. Hey, you going to go for it here? Or kick the field goal? Then we've got problems. That joke <laughs> has to be made today. I, the,
1: the, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the Bryson uh, Rogers team is just going to get obliterated with the trash talk. Or if they don't, I'll come on our next show and I'll complain about it because they should get. That's what the whole match thing's about. Exactly. Is the trash talk? I agree. And, and, what,
3: and what response do they even have? I mean, what what response could Aaron Rodgers possibly have for Tom Brady? Nothing. What could what could Bryson possibly have as a response for Phil? I I don't know. The gambling story that broke in Detroit this week that became a a big deal. Like a 20-year-old gambling story that broke about Phil, and then Phil threw a big fit, and then <laughs> Phil backtracked a little bit on his big fit. It was a, a whole a whole side story this week in Detroit. A lot going on.
1: Yeah, but who doesn't know Phil's not a gambler? I mean, Everybody who, knows who, Phil oh, gambles. Yeah. yeah, and to what extent? Who really gives a shit? I mean, if you got yeah. the money, do it. So, yeah. well, And then gambler Phil, wise? just
0: to top this off, Phil said Tom and I aren't falling for the excuses either. Uh, they're just trying to make an excuse before we even play, and that's why we're going to beat them so bad.
3: I'm kind of with you, Taylor. I kind of like Phil and Tom today.
0: I, I, don't, I don't understand how they're, how they're plus favorites. Normally,
1: Vegas knows stuff that we don't, but in this case, I think they're wrong. I truly do.
3: Maybe.
0: I don't know the course that well. Maybe it's a bomber's paradise.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. where are they playing it? I have no Can idea. Can we
0: bet on the over-under on how many times Brooks's name is mentioned? Uh, There's got to be
1: prop bets oh for man. this Oh, man.
3: I wonder if there are prop bets. I don't see any in front of me, but... Uh... Uh, let's see. Or how many times they bring Matt up. Bryson versus <laughs> the caddy? Rogers course.
1: Yeah, once Bryson missed club, someone will be like, well, if you had a caddy there, you might have you might actually hit
3: it good. Uh, Moonlight Basin in Big Sky, Montana, has a 777-yard par 5. How about that? That is dope. 777. What are you hitting there? I'm going driver. Driver gets me to about 500. Uh, I'm, I'm going assuming three wood. Three wood gets me to about... Two sixty. I'm hitting another three wood just up short of the green, and I'm gonna try to pitch it up and in, make my par.
1: I'm assuming Montana is at some sort of elevation.
3: Uh Big Sky Montana. I would think would have to be
1: Big Sky. You would assume it was in the sky in a big place, so I would assume that you're at probably ten percent give or take. So I mean, yeah, driver, three yeah. wood, three no, wood, six iron. No, it's driver,
0: know. driver wedge. There, there it's will be seven hundred and seventy-seven a- yards. So it's driver, driver three thirty. Driver off the deck, 290, and then like 155 for a wedge.
3: Yeah, now that you Remember. mention it, that's probably what I'd do too. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, probably, I'd probably just hit my driver 330 off the of tee and 290 off the deck. Why not? Yeah, I think I got that shot. You got that shot, Colby? <laughs> uh, I think I've got that shot. There will be a one-club challenge, so there will be a hole where everybody picks one club and goes for it. I hope Bryson picks uh, driver just to be just to be arrogant. I hope he picks driver and just nukes it 360 and tries to get it in the hole from there. Um... There will be a closest to the pin challenge, and there will be a long drive on the 777 yard par five, which it says in the CBS story, which might finally break Bryson in half. It's good <laughs> stuff. Uh, is Barkley going to be on the call? Barkley's got to be there, right?
0: Mm, is he not at the NBA Finals?
3: I don't know. Well, no, know, because no. that's ABC. It's, yeah, it's yeah, ABC. ABC ESPN. But so. does
0: he still have to be there to I don't cover know. it?
3: I don't know. Good I question.
0: Think, I, who knows?
3: Good question. I don't know. But should be a lot of fun this afternoon. Uh, there was another tournament this weekend. On the LPGA Tour, Nellie Korda taking a week off uh, after her dominance, winning the week before the PGA and winning the PGA. She took the world number one ranking away from Jin Young-Ko. So Jin Young-Ko teed it up for the first time as the world number two in a long time. And she goes out and wins the tournament. So it's, it's Nellie Korda and Jin Youngko's world. We're all just living in it. They are a decent amount clear of number three in the world, NB Park. And then there's another significant drop-off to number four, which is Say Young Kim, and then an even bigger drop-off to Danielle Kang, who's at number five, and then they start to get pretty bunched up. But Nellie Korda and Jin Youngko dominating women's golf right now. And Jin Youngko had to play well to get it done. So uh, women's golf's in a good place. They were down in the Dallas area. It was hot. The coverage that I saw a little bit uh, on the weekend, it was hot down in Dallas. I don't think that they got all the rain that we got up here to cool it off. Did so. it say
1: what course they're playing down there, I didn't
0: uh, see what
3: course they were yes, at. Yes, I had it just a second ago. Um, they in were at the, the, the colony test? Yeah, they were at the colony, but it doesn't say. Uh, I had it pulled up. Old American Golf Club. Old American. i wonder yep. if it has been a course. You ever played there, Sam? I, I haven't. haven't. Nope. I haven't either. Yep. So. Old American Golf Club. So, uh, anyway, good stuff. Uh, before we get to, Sam, you were down at Winstar last week mm-hmm. and talked to some folks down there about their world-class facility, which,
0: according to you, is a world-class facility. Okay, th- I'm not joking here before you hear this interview. Uh, this is a world-class world-class facility it reminds me of lo- a lot of what OU has at the co-center um, but this is open to the public you just pay for a lesson you can pay for a fitting and you get full access to this facility and it, it has a full uh, putting room not just a putting lab and it has the SAM uh, which is like track man for putting uh, in there you can get that's what I any need after this last weekend I need the SAM I need TrackMan for putting <laughs> they have they have all sorts of putters on the wall. They have every shaft you can imagine. They can mix and match right there for you. Uh, they have all the technology that you could ever want. Two full teaching bays with TrackMan, uh, TVs, uh, and then out on the normal range they have uh, mirrors on each different spot, which I've never seen, which that's genius uh, just for the normal uh, player out there. They can go and see the mirror and not even you know have to get a lesson. It's literally everything you could ever want uh, in a teaching facility and Elliot Sullivan uh, has done a great job as the director of golf down there uh, and I, I just I would totally recommend anybody to go down there and I'm not joking like this is not just me giving lip service to Winstar it is the best teaching facility that I've ever seen in my life.
3: Sounds pretty impressive and,
1: you, and you've seen a lot of teaching facilities
0: yeah, as well absolutely yeah I need the uh, I need the Sam for the putter.
3: By the way, uh, big shout-out to Shea Golf and Country Club, host of the Ouachita Valley this past weekend, did a great job. course, is in great shape, really greened up with all the rain. course, played very soft, which is very different. If you've ever played down in Chickshey, course, usually plays like a runway, and this week it played a little more like a swamp, so it was Give us interesting. a little rundown of how and the tournament went. Well, I was just going to give We haven't a,
1: brought it up for a reason. So. I, <laughs> I
3: was, I was going to give a huge congratulations to our high school golf coach, Chad Randall, uh, who at the ripe age of 78, 81, how old is he? Uh, it seems like it. it, no, was, it was like
1: his thirty-fifth time to play the tournament. No, he's
3: he's barely north of fifty, and he won championship flight for the first time. And just extend a huge congratulations to him. He's awesome. Uh, it was cool to see to see him do that. And he That's uh, good stuff. he was a little emotional. His dad ran ran the clubhouse out there for forty years. I think is the, is the clubhouse named after his dad? Yes. Yeah, yep. it's, it's the Charlie Randall Memorial Clubhouse, and uh, he got do they it have a done, trophy. He got it done for the first time. Yeah, they, yeah. they
1: introduced a, a new trophy this year. Yeah, actually, yeah,
3: got a new trophy. So nice. big congratulations to him. He got it done. Uh, I did not get it done. couple four putts along the way. Uh, so some, some tricky pins on Saturday that uh, one of them even, I, I actually talked to one of somebody in the ownership group. Just I wasn't complaining. We were just talking about it. And he actually said that one of the pins was in a spot that it shouldn't have been. They didn't actually go mark it with like a paint spot. They just told the kid that cuts the holes where to cut it. And he <laughs> cut it too far down the false front. So basically there was a pin that was supposed to be on top of a false front and it ended up on a false front. <laughs> so I was above it, putted past it, went off the green from the front fringe. I put it up, horseshoe lip out back to my feet <laughs> off the green, lagged it up to like a foot and tapped it in. So it, how did uh, you play T-Dub?
1: Well, I was got off to a hot start with the old 65 in day one. So, or what there?
3: 70. 70.
1: Yep. Okay. And then I dropped a nice solid 72 after being four over through seven. And then on the last day, on the 14th, hole, I have a, about a seven footer to get within one of the lead. I miss it, um, proceed to drive it just short of the par 515. A uh, little chip shot for Eagle, end up making bogey. And Ooh. then and then bogey 8-9 coming in to lose by like 10 or whatever it
3: was. Yeah, so I got you. I
1: was right there, and then it crumbled apart. Like Bryson uh, like,
3: in the
0: U.S. Open.
1: It, w- it was very Bryson-esque. Yes, <laughs> y- let's y- put
3: it. <laughs> you know what we had reinforced this week in Chickasha, Sam? Golf is hard. Yeah. Golf is hard. The hole is so small, and it's so difficult to get the ball in the hole. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. I shot last year. I won a flight this year. I went 75, 76, 73, and I was not even close. Not even not even close. Let's, so let's it put,
1: was fun, though. Let's put it this way. My putter is in two pieces in the back of my girlfriend's car.
3: <laughs> my putter is <isn't laughs> in two, slammer. My putter isn't in two no, pieces. O- over the knee slammer in the parking lot. <laughs> my putter is in timeout. It's not it's not in the trunk, but it's in timeout. What about the claw, dude? The claw's not in timeout. The claw's fine. It's it's the actual putter itself. It's, it's no fault of mine. I wasn't hitting bad putts. They just weren't coming off right or going in the hole. Kobe,
1: so. you might need to go check your loft and lie, because then in like once a year you get that thing because you lean on I, it. I got my loft and lie adjusted
3: on Wednesday before the tournament.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but say, like say, Col- Kobe leans on his putter. You know how you stand on the putting green yeah. and you lean? Kobe leans on his putter so much, his putter sometimes will have like 11 degrees of loft. a little flat.
3: flat. <laughs> I have to go get loft and lie checked on my putter like every two months. That's great. Because like every two months, I'll be looking down and I'm like, "That's not right." I've either added loft or I've de lofted it, and I take it up to Galaxy and they put it in the thing, and they're like, no, "Done." Give me the numbers, yeah. and I'm like, "Nope, that's not right. We need yeah. to fix it." So
0: I got to give a yeah, little shout out to uh, every Fourth of July. I go out with uh, with Bryce Fanning, Brennan Fanning, and uh, Dylan Miller, and we go out and play a little foursome match and uh, I hold out yesterday, boys, from 155. Oh, very nice. good holdout. What'd you get yep.
3: from 155?
0: Uh, wedge. Wedge. Yeah. Wedge, just a little
3: wedge. A little smooth wedge. You know? yeah. Into the wind, downwind, no wind?
0: There was no wind. No it, wind. There was bad mosquito. This The mosquitoes, the mosquitoes oh have been bad. in the gym God. all winter. <laughs> <laughs> the freaking mosquitoes, dude! So I told you,
3: Chickasha was basically a swamp. There's ponds down there and stuff. My parents have a pond out back. We were staying at their house, pulling pull the back pond, ponding <laughs> a I, I got more mosquito bites the four days I was in Chickasha than I've gotten in the last like three years. Yeah. I, I got home from the tournament the first day. I had mosquito bites all over my back. I yep. took my shirt off, take a shower. My wife was like, "Oh my god, look at your back!" I turned around, looked in the mirror, looked like somebody had just like peppered my back with paintballs. I had so many mosquito bites; <laughs> it was unbelievable.
1: So, yeah, how, how do the mosquitoes get inside of the shirt,
3: Colby? This is—I don't know. Can they bite you through your shirt? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't understand the uh, biology that goes behind a's the mosquito Bryson. bite.
1: I, I think I think the mosquitoes are getting stronger as time goes on because it seems like they're bigger. And more forceful, and they're, they're getting a little more agile. I and I promise by this, I swear flies are evolving too. They're so much harder to swat than they used to be. Oh
3: my god! Is that or do we just not like have actual fly swatters? Because I was a kid, we always had like an actual
0: fly swatter around, and now I'm j- I just got like paper and stuff. I'm slapping at them. Yeah, oh, you have just can... reminded me. I can use my dirty Santa give from Christmas, and I haven't opened <laughs> it yet. <laughs> what are you talking about? But it's it's a gun that you can shoot flies with. Dude, those are Ooh, cool. Gun? Yeah, gun? yeah. yeah. Dude, those, those are, are so cool, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. It feels yeah. like it feels like it. It kind of feels like an airsoft gun. No way. Yeah, if you it has, like, it. that kind of power?
3: Yeah. Oh, dude, it, dude, dude you'll it blast them, Don't shoot it at somebody's face. <laughs> you'll pop somebody in the eye with
0: some salt. I need to pull that
3: thing
1: hey, out. Hey, bro, those things are cool, but they're really easy to, like, jam, so you have to be careful okay.
3: with okay. that. Okay, yeah. Because they good. can mess up. Well, so. if any of the salt gets wet at all, then obviously it clumps together, and then it jams <laughs> up.
0: So, kind of a mess. That's but, a good, good golf
1: talk. Wait, for so, this so the salt,
0: <laughs> like, the little salt things are, like, bullets? It, it just shoots it so fast, yeah. you got to be, like, Hella accurate, right? It
1: doesn't shoot just...
0: It's like a shotgun
1: shell thing. It shoots like a spray of salt. <laughs> it doesn't shoot one grain of sand. It's not a sniper. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a fifty cal mosquito gun. That's just what we need here on the 73rd. All right. all right. Great weekend down in Shea. Shout out to Shea Golf and Country Club. They've got it in great shape, and we had a good time. I'll be back next year for sure for the Washita Valley. We're going to take a break. We're going to listen to uh, Sam's interview last week at WinStar, and then when we get back, we will break down... The John Deere Classic and the Scottish Open. Gonna pay a little more attention on the European tour this week, uh, because it is a much stronger field than what we have at the John Deere Classic, but we'll break it all down. That's coming up after the break. Stay with us here on the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf
0: Oklahoma. And welcome back to the 73rd Hole Podcast. Uh today I am down at Winstar Golf Academy, uh sitting here with Elliot Sullivan. Elliot is the director of golf out here at Winstar, and uh they're kind of showing me around their facilities. I'm writing a little story on them this week. And uh, and everything that they're doing here is top-notch. And if you haven't been down here, you definitely need to get out here. Um, Elliot just took me around. They have the full Sam Putting Lab. They have everything, TrackMan, uh, video, anything teaching or fitting that you could ever need. Um, this I was telling Elliot that this is probably the first place that I've ever seen that isn't meant solely for... You know, a college team or a professional private teaching facility. This is public. You guys need to get down here um, and see everything that they're doing. But Elliot, um, just tell me a little bit about how you got started out here, and then tell me just um, why. Um, what What was your vision and everyone else's vision that works
5: here in creating this awesome facility? Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, thanks for coming down here and uh, kind of spotlighting or showcasing what we have to uh, to offer here. Um, I got started here, twenty eighteen, I think, um, and yeah, we've we've had a pretty holistic view of what we want to do here, starting from you know the beginner all the way through to college players, um, you know, aspiring professionals, uh, and anything in between. So, um, you know, we can we can get people fit, we can get people taught. Um, we have a great range and facility here to to work out at, and um, yeah, we just we, we're open to everybody.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I was in there hitting balls. He was giving me uh fit for a new driver. I mean, this stuff is top notch and, and they, not only can they fix your swing, but they can get you fit as well. And um, so just tell me a little bit um, about that cutting edge technology. I, I mentioned the Sam and the TrackMan. Just tell me, go a little more in depth um, on all the toys you guys have.
5: Yeah. So TrackMan is a ball flight monitor. Uh, it's it tracks pretty much every parameter that we can measure in, in what the club and the ball is doing um, right down to the impact on the club face. So showing and, and seeing those numbers uh, change when we put you know different shafts and different heads in people's hands um, is really important to get them dialed in, getting them hitting straight, long golf balls uh, and hitting it close to the flag with their irons. So um, yeah, TrackMan's a, a leader in the the. Simulation world in golf simulation, and it's really the best on the on the market, and all the tour players are using it. So we're, yeah. we're fortunate to have it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, just tell me a little bit about you know, obviously. Windstar isn't necessarily the closest uh, to anything. There's no real city by Windstar, um, but tell them about what they could get if they come down for a weekend. Maybe a beginner or even a polished player. Like, tell me a little bit about you know how you guys have a bunch of people from Dallas. You were telling me a bunch of people from Oklahoma City, and obviously we have a big listenership from Tulsa too. It wouldn't be that far of a drive to come down here, spend a weekend, gamble a little bit, and and come make your golf game a little
5: better, but just tell me a little bit about, you know, um, the people you have come down here that you teach. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, people come from the Metroplex down in Dallas, Oklahoma City. You know, it's really not not that far away. It's kind of a great in-between place for, for both of those big cities. Uh, people from Tulsa, Wichita Falls, uh, really all over, Denton, um, Ardmore. So, yeah, they can come down here and we, we provide, you know, first-class service. They can, they can stay at the resort here at Winstar um we offer packages and and different deals that we can get people to if they wanted to stay and they can they can you know get some instruction get some fittings um but yeah it's really just a first class service that we provide and and we wish more people were here
0: yeah absolutely um so your job is you know director of golf and everything we've talked numerous times on the show uh so far this year um about how tough the winter was on you guys um you know we've talked you know to Southern Hills, even you know the top-notch courses just went through a brutal, brutal winter. Um, tell me a little bit about how your job uh, was tough over the winter time, and how you guys are, you know, planning on, you know, fixing everything.
5: Yeah, so really fortunate here. We are, a, you know, really a 365 uh, teaching academy. We have heated bays that people can still come and hit balls on. Um, we have it cooled. Uh, it's undercover. You know, we we rain, hail, or shine, we're out here practicing and teaching. So. Fortunately for us, we, uh, we can, we can, we push through it and, and yeah, we're we're having a great summer so far.
0: That is awesome. And uh, for people that remember, you guys had the long drive out here for a few years too. That
5: was, that was really fun to watch. Was it, was that out here on this range or was it? It was, yes. Yeah, so it was on the uh the far side of the range over here. They actually hit down our first hole. Okay. So we had to the, the range wasn't long enough. So they yeah. had to carve that into our, our first hole on Scissor Tail, which is the par five. So gotcha. make enough space for those guys to, to to bomb it. So
0: yeah, absolutely. And then I was just gonna get uh Bill and Tim on here, just have them introduce themselves real quick and uh so, Bill, just tell me a little bit about your start here. Obviously, I, you were helping me out in there with all the shafts. You guys got all the toys in there. You guys are super knowledgeable and um, all this stuff. Just tell me a little bit about how you got into teaching and everything, and just tell me a little bit about how you ended up here at Winstar.
2: Sure. Uh, I played. Uh, I used to try to play professional golf out of college. I was in Florida, and I was working in South Florida, and I actually had a coach that I was working with for my own game, and he helped me out tremendously uh, just getting the, hitting the ball better, and I really liked uh, what he was teaching, and so it really kind of sparked a, a um, an interest in teaching for me, which I really never had. I always wanted to play, but um, I just I would I would hang out with him as much as I could. He was actually from Australia, and he would come into the states a lot. He had a couple of tour pros that lived in Florida that he would teach, and anytime he was in town, I would go up there and and just hang out with him and learn and just um, just kind of just soak in everything he was doing, and that's what really got me a, you know an interest in teaching. And uh, I was actually uh, had a teaching business on the side. I was a police officer actually in Florida, but I was teaching a lot on the side. I was work shift work, and so I'd teach a lot. And um, I just got this job position came open nine years ago. It was it was at the end of 2011. I had, a, I had one of my students that actually was in Fort Worth at the time, and he was here with a buddy um, that was interviewing for the job. This guy was from uh, up in New England area, and uh, I guess they didn't work out too well with him and. My friend said to the general manager, hey, you should check out my friend Bill. He teaches down in Florida, but he'd love to – he'd probably move here. and um, So that's kind of the way it went. We inter- did a phone interview, and uh, next thing you know, they flew me up for an interview, and here I am. So, I mean, I saw the facility. That, uh, I was, you know, on the Internet at the time. They had a 360 um, camera view of the whole facility, and, and my buddy said, hey, you just need to go check out Windstar. And I'm like, where the heck is that? You know, where's <laughs> Thackerville? And uh, – but we, um, my wife walks in the room and I'm looking at the video and I'm like, look at this academy. This place is amazing. And she's like, well, where is it? And I'm like, well, you probably would never want to move. But, <laughs> um, anyway, long story short, we, that, that's how we got here. And, um, I've always won, I've always been involved in golf. And, um, so I jumped at the chance to come here and that's, that's been nine years ago and. It's been great. I've, yep. I've really enjoyed it. And it's just, a, you know, the, the, there's so much to do even with the, with the casino here. There's just so many different activities that people can do while they're here. So it's, it's really easy to sell for people to come in and, and spend time with us because there's other things here as well to do. So,
0: Absolutely, no doubt. Um, we were having a little interesting conversation about how during COVID, golf, you know, jumped up 35%. And You were telling me that uh, club fitting has actually gone up uh, here recently. Just tell me a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, COVID has definitely been been tremendous for golf because it's something you know, obviously, with when we had to do the social distancing, something people can do outside. So I think there, I think I read a, like a lot of new people to the game. It's been uh, like forty percent over the last year, and we've certainly seen that in lessons. I mean, our lessons are this is the busiest I've by far I've been in the nine years I've been here, and then this, the club sales. Um, you know, obviously, people taking up the game. It's just been um, it's just been great. Yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of a lot of interest in the club manufacturers are having a hard time keeping up because uh, Absolutely. You know, the grips and the shaft companies are just struggling because it's just everyone, every company is seeing just a huge increase in sales. And so mm. it's been great to see. It's really good for the game. Um, it's kind of take something that was bad and it actually turned out pretty good for, for golf. So Yeah.
0: And then just tell me a little bit about who you teach. Do you teach more beginners or do you teach polished players as well? It, just tell, tell me a little bit more about that.
2: It runs the gamut. I mean, I've uh, since I've been here, I've taught uh, I taught a guy that actually used to play on the PGA Tour or was trying to get his Champions Tour tour, tour card at the time. Um, anywhere from guys like that, college level players, to straight up beginners that have never, never, never played before in their life. So um, we have a it's a great mixture here because we have we have you know VIPs we call people from the casino that have qualified to be members here, and some of them never held a club in their hand before. And then you have, um, you know, those that, that live in the area or, or Metroplex or up in Oklahoma City area that just want to come down and, and play. So we – anywhere from five I've taught anyone from five years old to 80-something. So – and everywhere in between. So it's, it's been great.
0: That's awesome. I appreciate you helping me out in there. That was awesome in there. So uh, that was Bill Knadel, And now we got Tim Kunkel on. And, you know, Tim, uh, just tell me a little bit of – same thing of Elliot and Bill. Just tell me a little bit about how you got started here at Windsor.
6: Well, uh, I actually became friends with Billy about 10, 15 years ago, and I was teaching down at another location down in Dallas at Four Seasons in Irving. And as you do in the business, a lot of times you just talk on a regular basis, back and forth, kind of war stories, sharing you know, challenges, things that go well, things that don't go well, and that's really how I found out about Windstar. And uh, I would come up and visit from time to time on my off days, mm-hmm. And then when Elliot moved into the director of uh, golf position, there was a teaching position open. I came up uh, two years ago. I've been teaching since 1997. Awesome. So uh, same kind of deal. I've taught uh, a bunch of different players. You know, right now we just had one of our our juniors finish third in the state uh, at the 3A level and all the way down to the beginning golfer. So it just runs the full gamut. And uh, I like to just – like Elliot mentioned, a holistic approach to improving your game. Mm-hmm. I think that can really be accomplished both ways of the teaching side in the technique and then also the equipment side. And I always make sure that it's a two-sided thing there. If you're really looking for improvement, you've got to look at both avenues. And we're lucky enough here to have a facility that we can do all that very easily, very comfortably in any kind of weather. Yeah, and uh, makes a difference no doubt
0: when you're in there um obviously we'll be able to show you some pictures in the story that we that we write on golf oklahoma but um you got tvs in there so you can show swing analysis not only swing analysis but the numbers on the track man as well and then um Mm -hmm. i saw something really cool that you guys had out there just you know outside on the normal range of your teaching facility you have mirrors up uh just so people can see and i love that i'm i'm kind of a visual player myself and i yes. love how you guys put those mirrors up that was genius but yeah. um anyways i i was just going to ask you coming from dallas um what kind of separates winstar teaching academy from um things in dallas or things in oklahoma city and um just tell me what what why make the drive up here to winstar down here to winstar
6: well um that's a great question when the the facility that i was at previously had a 400 and some room hotel but and then had uh about 700 golfing members that live locally it had 36 holes as well but if you wanted to go out and get out on the golf course with your student it was a very difficult thing because you were always kind of in the middle of those groups of of members here there's plenty of room to do that and it it helps to be able to really uh get out on the golf course and, and have the freedom to, you know, if you want to hit a couple shots from a certain spot to go ahead and do that. So we're lucky in that we can do that. And like you say, the mirrors are, are a good way to learn. People learn differently, mm-hmm. um, and, and that helps too. So we just try and have everything for all the different types of learners out there to make it easy for them.
0: Yeah, and obviously we have Addie here, and she asked a great question. Uh, she was being very hospitality, uh, a lot of hospitality today. But um, you asked a great question when we were in there. You were like – I. I should have gotten this as a Father's Day gift. And you said, um, <laughs> is it 30 minutes or is it an hour or what What would you pay for that and stuff like that? And, and Bill said, no, we just tailor it. We can go out on the course. We can do playing lessons. A lot that's of places right. you can't do stuff like that and don't have that kind of access mixed with this great facility.
6: That's right. The flexibility we have here is something that's much uh, much different than what I was used to previously. Yeah. So
0: Yep, that's awesome, guys. Well, I, I appreciate everything that you're doing for the game of golf, and thank you for having me down
6: here. Thank you.
4: When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McCray Roofing. McCray Roofing is Oklahoma's Designer Roofing Service Specialist. For years, Jeff McCray and the experienced team at McCray Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McCray Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McCray Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at mcrayroofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today.
3: rolling along here on the 73rd hole. Kobe Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys with you. We are the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Head over to GolfOklahoma.org. GolfOklahoma.org. Go there right now. Subscribe. Make sure that you have access to all of the best content covering golf around the state of Oklahoma. Scottish Open this week has a really good Good field, a much better field than the John Deere Classic. We've got John Rom, Xander Shoffley, Colin Morikawa, Rory, JT, Tyrrell Hatton, Scotty Scheffler, Fitzpatrick, Fleetwood, Zalatoris, Corey Connors uh, is over there, uh, Bobby Mack is over there, Sam Burns is over there. Uh, so, a lot of good players in this field. Strength of field guessing time. Sam, you get us started with the strength of field guessing, and I'll, I'll follow up. Real quick, where is that? What course is that? That's at uh, the Scottish Open. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> that, so a, Ab- 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 Aberdeen is that the sponsor? It's the, yeah, it's the
3: Aberdeen Scottish Open. I don't know the. Uh, I don't know what course they play it on. We can find out though. It's 2021. I'll go we ahead got the modern guess. technology. I'll,
0: I'll go ahead and the, say the Renaissance Club.
1: The Renaissance Club. Good, yep. that's
3: a
0: good club. Renaissance. I'll go ahead and say 320.
3: 320. Um, I think it might even be a touch higher because John Rahm's number one in the world. Xander Morikawa, uh, probably five top ten guys in the world, five or six. I'm going to go 420.
1: Boy, Kobe, you almost nailed it. 424. Oh, it's nice. So, and, I mean, you, you talk about top 50 players in the world. You've got 10. You got I think that's eight, 18 of the top fifty players. I might be a little one or two off there. But but yeah, I mean strength field 420 for comparison sakes. The um the colonial that was earlier this year, Charles Schwab, was a 436. So okay. right about the same strength field there, and that was a load of tournament. That's where Cook Greck and Spieth went down the wire. So and one do comparison sex, we'll do the uh, John Deere in just a second, we'll get to it. But it is much, much, much lower than the <laughs> Scottish Open. So that European tour this week is a lot better tournament than the PJ tour unfortunately. Yeah,
3: you guys like the uh, strategy? I mean, I I like the strategy. Go over a week before the British? Yeah, and get and your body get right. Get your rounds in. Yeah.
0: And, and not only the rounds in over there, but it's more like the jet lag too. Yeah, body clock? Yeah. yeah. Get your body clock reset. Yeah, I, I like what uh, I like what Hovland did. Just go over there
1: multiple weeks early and just get completely accustomed to it. I I, I definitely don't like playing across the country a week before and then trying to get over there and get adjusted to everything. I mean, if you're not in the tournament, you don't have a choice, so right. that's the best across way. Across the world.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Is that uh surprise? not playing this week a little bit. Played two weeks ago, one he on the Euro Tour. Well,
0: a lot of guys don't like to play the week before. True,
3: true. A lot of guys don't like to play the week before. Major, it just seemed like when he went over so early, and we know he's staying over there. When he went over so early, I just kind of assumed he would play the Scottish. I didn't really even look much into it. I just kind of assumed, but
1: maybe him winning maybe maybe say, "Hey man, I'm feeling I'm feeling froggy, so I'm going to jump and then I'm going to jump right into the Open Championship." Yeah. So. yeah.
3: I don't mind it. So, uh favorites this week, I kind of like uh, Justin Thomas. I think he needed a little change of scenery. I think he needed to go do something different. He just he had the one win at the Players this year. It's his only good result of the season. It's, it's almost kind of weird to look at a guy of his caliber. It's like, yes, he had that one week where he peaked and everything went right, but other than that... I mean, he's had a lot of finishes in the 20s and the 40s and the 50s, and some miscuts along the way. But I think he's just about due to turn it around for the summer. Uh, and I think the change of pace of going across the pond could help him. He hits low shots, he can get it running over there. So uh, I kind of like Justin Thomas this week. And if you had to ask me to go down a little bit further, a guy who's been playing really good across the pond who we don't think about much anymore, Martin Keimer. Martin Keimer yeah. has been playing some really good golf. He's the guy who finished second to Hovland two weeks ago. He's 60-1 to one this week, so I don't mind that if you want to take a chance on a long shot. I won't bet against
0: John Rahm until I have to.
3: Yeah, that's fair.
1: Hey, I, I I might have to agree with you. I think Rahm just has the okay, But he's won this tournament before. I think he'd go out and win by multiple strokes. And, like I said, I, I agree with that. But it's such a loaded field. you got, like you said, Schauffele, more He just with got married, by the way. Uh,
3: very by good the point. way. With, with the dogs. The French Bulldog in the tuxedo. I mean that dog is a baller. That tuxedo <laughs> was so much swag in that picture. So,
1: uh, do you, for for a dog? Do you go to a regular tailor to
3: get a fit, or do is there a veterinarian tailor? <laughs> a like, like, how question. does that work? That's a great question. There has, to be, no there has to be a market. dog's warehouse. I have no idea.
1: That's a good idea. And then you then you have your your Just male bark.
3: We uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did not. have. <laughs> we did not have any dogs when we got married, so they didn't get to be a part of the festivities.
1: Sam, so what yeah. did you just say?
0: Joseph A. Bark. Joseph A. <laughs> good God.
1: It is a good question, though. I think there has to be a market for, for the dog
0: tailors but out Ro- there. Rory's in there, too.
1: Uh, Rory, yeah, who's just outside the top 10 at 11. Who... Always plays the Open Championship well, so he may be a favorite to look at in a couple weeks. But you got some of the other, like Scotty Scheffler, Matty Fitzpatrick, Mr. Skill, Billy Horschel, Lee Westwood, your boy Zalatoris, Torres, Sam, who you had this past week. I mean, the field's just loaded. and I think that's going to be much more interesting tournament and might have to set an early alarm on, on Saturday and Sunday this weekend to catch some of it if some of those guys uh, get into a tight race.
3: Your boy, Tony, in the field. Antoine yep. Rosner. Antoine Rosner. Daddy to golf loves Tony Rosner this week. 90-1. to one. Loves him. Just saying, that's a that's a long shot right there. That's a really long shot, but you can get some good long shots uh, over on the European tour. So uh, any other thoughts before we head over to the John Deere? Hop on a tractor?
0: The John Deere Classic.
3: The John Deere Classic, which, by the way, is back. We had no John Deere Classic last year. Remember, the John Deere Classic, if I'm not mistaken, was the reason that the Workday existed at Muirfield Village because of the... Uh, COVID restrictions in Illinois, they couldn't play the John Deere Classic, so they had the Workday uh, Classic or charity open, invitational classic, whatever you want to call it, uh, at Muirfield Village. And uh, now the John Deere Classic is back. The house that Steve Stricker built, 2009, 2010, 2011. He won it three years in a row. Zach Johnson has a ton of course success here. How Uh, high? Jordan Spieth, hold out from the bunker. How high? Zach Johnson, do we have it pulled up yet? Uh, We
0: don't. None of us do. Okay, don't pull it up yet. Okay. We'll all guess. Zach Johnson. I'll, I'll,
3: I'll guess first, so I can pull it up. I'm going to guess that Zach Johnson got up to seventh in his career. I
0: was about. I was going to say right around there. I'll go six.
1: I was going to say six. So then I'll go. Man, I, I think one of y'all nailed it. But give me, give me, uh, give me five, just in case. All yeah, right.
3: I mean, we were all over it. It is six. Sixth oh, there it is in the official world golf rankings. We were all over it. I think we kind of knew that it's he was never really threatening to be number one in the world, but, but he, he also had a there. stretch where he could really play back in 2013. Uh, is whenever he accomplished the highest ranking of his career. Two-time
1: so, major champion, eight years apart. Hall of champions. Famer as well
3: too. I, yeah, got to be Hall of Famer. Yeah. Hell, it has to be
0: the. Uh,
3: I mean, the first major at Augusta, obviously, that was phenomenal what he did with the wedges. But first well, time
0: that Tiger ever lost the lead on Sunday against Zach Johnson.
3: Oh, yeah. Tiger didn't yeah. hold the 54-hole lead, but he did get up into that position yeah. on that Sunday. Yeah. That's and
1: right. it was one of the few times that the winning score, I believe it was either even par or one. Un- it was over par, something, something like Wasn't that. was
3: it cold and rainy and nasty that week? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Sounds about right. So, uh, Zach Johnson this week at the John Deere Classic. We'll see if any of us have him in our lineups. Let's get it started. I'm pretty sure we all put together uh, pretty bad DraftKings lineups last week. Well, I, but- I had old Hideki, got
1: got the virus, and, yep. that was, and only got one round in, so that that didn't bode too well. So but- I, I have
3: to be last, though. I put together an all-time bad DraftKings lineup last week. I had Doc Redman in DraftKings and the one-and-done because he'd lit the course up two years in a row. He misses the cut. I had Bryson. Uh, Bryson misses the cut. Had a couple other miscuts cuts as well. as one of my worst showings ever in DraftKings. So I'll sit this
0: one out until third. Um, my... My uh, my one and done made the cut and then finished DFL out of the guys that made shout the cut. shout out to Willie Z <laughs> yeah. shout out to the claw
1: yeah no doubt who did you uh, have
0: in one and done last week
1: I had Kokrek. Uh, Crack so you can go Ta- first then okay well I guess
0: because we at least know you did something right last
3: week
1: yeah we did 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 one thing right yeah so
0: we'll, what did he finish tie twelve last week T
3: six T six T six who Kokrek. Uh, T12. Was okay. it T12? Yeah, it was T12. Because I just had it pulled up and saw him T6. I, I wish there was T6. I was looking at Hagee and, and Bubba there at T6. Another well, couple bombers. At,
1: at the, for the John Deere Classic, I'm going to go with a man who looks like he would probably be a good good face to ride a John Deere tractor. That's a, that's old friend Sam uh, Bob Gellerman. Give me, me oh, Bubba a hey. I'm telling you, I think that this is a course where you got to make some burgers build and make the cut, and I think that, uh, that Bob is doing that. And sneakily, guys, I do believe he has made, what is that, three? straight cuts in a row something like that on pj tour so uh so yeah give me a little bit of bob gellerman for less than 6500 that way i go a little bit more top heavy with this lineup
0: well that means that i'm gonna go to 6100 brian gay uh brian gay has just been playing atrocious golf lately to be honest he hasn't really had any uh rounds above uh or positive strokes gained on the field uh you know, he's losing shots and approach off the tee, uh, around the green. And so that means that he's due. And so I'm going with Brian Gay, uh, at 6,100. Well, that is, that is that's a strong argument. S- that's
2: solid, solid, <laughs> solid, <laughs> solid,
0: Sam. I mean, that is a strong argument, it's right? He's
3: literally there. not good at any aspect of his game, <laughs> but he's turning it around, baby. I'm tempted. I'm tempted, but I think I'm going to go ahead and avoid that. Uh, look, it is such. A weak field this week. By the way, we didn't get strength the field. Let's do strength the field right now. Oh yes, we yes. So,
1: so for for
3: reference, Scottish Open that European
1: was four twenty four. What do y'all think the John Deere Classic is this week? One ninety two, one sixty
3: nine.
1: Man, y'all get you guys are highballing it. So let me. Oh no, I, really? I had my stat here and I lost it. Ninety ninety seven. Let me pull it up. One twenty two.
3: Whoa! Wow! Whoa! One twenty two. I feel bad for the tractors. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're, not, we're not putting the, our best guys I mean, on the tractor. You could
1: multiply the strength of field by 3.5, and I still don't think you would get to the Scottish Open.
3: Yep. Wow. Of field. Yeah, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Uh, So, my point was, very weak field. I don't really feel the need to top load my lineup because the guys in the 7 and 8,000s aren't that much different than the guys in the 9s, 10s, and 11s. My cheapest option, Steve Stricker at 7,700. He's won here three times. He's played some good golf this year. Won a major a couple weeks ago on the senior tour. He loves this place. It is the house that Steve Stricker built. I'm going to take Steve Stricker at 7,700. I'm taking Steve Stricker at oh, 7,700. State, state draft. Uh, Charles
1: Howe. Charles Howe third 7,900. Okay. Yep. He, he burned me that. last golf week with this this week. He burned me last week with a
0: miscut, too.
3: Yep. So. Two extra yep. days to prepare for the big John Deere Classic.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going Stricker as well. I mean, Stricker, you know, competed at Southern Hills and then won uh, the senior players, you know, so he's playing good golf and he loves this golf course. So five top tens, 11 out of 14 cuts this year, some of that on the senior tour, but uh, has played decent golf when he does compete. You know, we saw him at uh, Phoenix compete Uh out, out at the waste management, and so I think Steve Stricker's a solid pick, like Colby said at seventy seven hundred.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I have him as well. There's not much more to be said. The only reason I didn't think about picking him is it's hard for me to get that Sunday at Southern Hills. I'm out of my mind at seventy seven. Was well, just hard to watch, unfortunately. But his, his
3: ownership percentage this week is going to be through the roof.
1: It has to be. It has to be. And for,
0: he's got really good value. In our Why is he team. so low on DraftKings? Because he's, he's fifty-one, 50, yeah, however old yeah. he is, I know. But data golf, I mean, if you look at the rankings Th- here, they're just for this being week, ageist, Sam. they
3: the ageist. This is classic ageism. Classic
0: twenty twenty-one, right classic there.
3: Classic ageism. It's why Bryson and Aaron Rodgers are favored over Phil and Tom Brady. Ageism. Phil and <laughs> Tom are <laughs> old. That has to be it.
1: And you know, I actually in, in going on the line of Steve Stricker, I skipped one guy, so he's actually my third most expensive. My second cheapest option is a guy who played pretty good last week. That's Tom Lewis, seventy-five hundred. Oh, okay. I think that he he kind of stumbled a little bit on the. Weekend seventy one seventy two, but showed on those first couple of rounds. He can go out and make a lot of birdies, get hot. So I think that he's he's feeling himself, and I think that I don't know. I think he's already in the open. He may not be. I'm not sure if he needs to play his way in. But either way, I think that he's going to have some momentum around this time of year because he's played well in the open. So
0: Re- real quick before we get away from Steve Stricker too far, uh, Data Golf has Steve Stricker is the fifth uh, favorite this week behind wow. Berger, Harmon, Streelman, and Henley.
3: Wow. So you're talking about DraftKings value? He's about the fiftieth most expensive. Guy Guy on draft kids. Yeah. So, I mean, you're getting value there. Yes, he's gonna be high owned, but if he does top five, you'd rather have him along with the other 70% of your pool that has him than not. You you can't take all the guys that are gonna be that highly owned, but you can take one guy that'll be that highly owned, and that'll be Steve Stricker for me. So, Sam, who's your next one?
0: Okay, my next one is Doug Gim because Hey! I'm going on the bachelor trip this week. So I'm picking you Doug Gim. Are Doug Gim. On, Doug Gim.
6: Doug, Doug, oh,
0: Doug, Doug, Dougie, Dougie, Doug, Doug. I got to roll with my boy Doug Gim this week. You know, one top 10, 16 out of 23 cuts, but I'm going with it uh for the nostalgic factor this yeah, week.
3: I like it a lot. My next most expensive at $8,000. we are
0: going to find our best friend Doug, and then we're going to give him our best friend hug. Doug. Oh, dog, doggy, doggy, dog, dog. dog, dog had to pump it up there at the I end. I
3: had to. I didn't think we were going to get to play it three times today. I think that's a record for how many times we've gotten to play the Doug Sounder. Uh, I like Doug Gim this week. He was actually the last one that I plugged into my lineup. I've got $300 left over so I've got some guys above him that I could take. But I like Doug Gim this week. This is a tournament that we've seen uh, some lower names pop on and win. Mm-hmm. Kind of kickstart their careers. We also we saw a superstar kind of do something nice here. Jordan Spieth hauling out the bunker shot uh, to get himself into the playoffs. So some good stuff there. And by the way, I don't know why I I didn't have this ready like right off the bat. Thank you for a ride
0: on my big green I mean, <laughs> it's the John Deere classic. Just, just let this roll in the background. The woods
1: and out to the pasture, long as I'm with you.
6: It really don't matter.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's the uh it's the John Deere classic. I can't believe I didn't have that pulled up from the jump. So, what were you thinking, Colby? Shout out Jason Aldean. Shout out Big Green Tractor. Thank you for riding on my big green tractor. Saw Jason
0: Aldean in concert once. Doug's gonna be riding that big green tractor.
1: I'm, I'm either gonna enlighten people or frighten them. This song, that song, is definitely sexual, right? Um, maybe.
3: Depends how you want to interpret <laughs> listen it. To, <laughs> listen to the lyrics to tell me it's not sexual. Um. We'll listen to the lyrics when we get done here. <laughs> no, 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 I'm on with y'all two in the room. I'll, I'll, start say, I'll, that I'll say this. I went to a concert with my wife when we were in college. It was Jason Aldean and Luke Bryan. She really wanted to go, so we went. I wonder why. And Jason Aldean, far and away, was not the most sexual of the two. Luke Bryan, the amount of hip movement in his show was impressive. I mean, he has to do some serious stretching. Be pretty lumber for that amount of hip movement. I, I'm glad that you noticed Luke Bryan's hip movement. Colby. I, everybody in the place noticed it. He's wearing an extra small Shirt. He's wearing extra, extra small jeans. I mean, I don't even know how he got in his clothes. They're so tight. And then he's just moving all around. It was a great show for the ladies. Somewhere in here, we were talking about golf at some point. We were. I, I, Who's I don't up? know, I don't I know picked, where. No, I it was me. Doug. I threw Doug out. Uh, do we need to listen to Doug again? Probably not. People are tired of hearing from Doug. Well, we can listen to the Sexual Tractor song. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, I mean, I've just got a rock star pick coming up next. And this, I think, will be pretty low-owned, which I like. Let me pull up his, uh, his track record at this golf course. So, uh, 2019, finished 18th here. He won here in 2016. Two more top 10s in 2014 and 2012. Several more top 20s at this golf course. Show me Ryan... Moore at 8,300, plays this golf course really well. I think he'll be low owned. He's made five of his last six cuts, including making the cut in his last event at the Travelers. So
0: I'm going to run Ryan Moore out this week at a golf course that he likes. All right, well, then I am going with uh, sticking at 8,000 with my boy Doug Gim. is going to be my other boy, Johnny Vegas. See, I'm, do, ah, do you see the trend a here? Do you there's see a the theme. trend here? Okay, so we're going with Johnny Vegas uh, at 8,000, and on the year, you know, off the tee, he's gaining .74 shots on the field uh, and has had uh, some really good rounds like in round two. He shot a 69 at the U.S. Open and uh, shot that 66 at the Palmetto Championship. Contended uh, there as well, so Johnny Vegas at eight thousand. I think you can find some good value.
1: Yeah, I almost ran Johnny Vegas out there. Uh, has made the cut four or five times at this tournament with a third place finish back in twenty fourteen. I really like Johnny Vegas this week. I just wasn't able to to fit him in the lineup. My next cheapest option, guys, a young guy playing pretty well has finished uh, top thirty his last three events. Give me Maverick McNeely at eighty eight hundred. Ah. I think that he's one of those guys, young young up and comer. Just when can he catch the fire and get the get the putts? To roll in and start hitting, uh, you know, every shot pure as opposed to missing one or two around. So I think that he's starting to figure that out. So give me a little Maverick, nearly eighty-eight hundred. Then on the same trend of young guys with the same kind of same amount of form, give me Aaron Wise, ninety-two hundred. I think that he has been playing, kind of getting that form like we just talked about. Has made five straight cuts. Finished has finished in the top seventeen in three of those five events. Uh, finished ninth at Wells Fargo, seventeenth at the PJ Championship, ninth at the Memorial. Which all those. Those courses, guys, are tough golf courses. So definitely knows how to get around like that and finish 16th here back in 2016. So has a track record here. That was back when he was a, a young buck, so didn't really have much traction under him. So I think he he knows this place fairly well. Give me Aaron Wise 9200. I'm not sure how I feel about him being my second most expensive, but in a strength of field of 123 or whatever in the world I said it was. You can only do so much with your lineup.
3: Well, and you're a big Oregon Duck fan, so that helps too. <laughs> oh my God, don't get me started. <laughs> I mean.
1: <laughs> Great relationship I, I, I between like the, OU and Oregon. I like the uniforms. I, everyone talks smack. I like the, all the, the uniforms. The worst call in the history it, it, of sports. It literally oh. is the worst call.
3: Oh. They had worse. Name a worst call, Colby. I don't know. It's up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's up there. They Can, got can't think of one off the top of my head. They got I'm sure ducked. one exists. How about uh, OSU Central Michigan?
0: time down when the game was over. It's pretty bad one. <laughs> that, 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 that is true. That is true. That, that is there. pretty close. All right. Well, then I am going – this week, you know, Colby said that he liked the middle middle of the pack kind of DraftKings this week. Um I kind of disagree because I like some guys at the top uh, to top load your lineup with. So I'm going all the way up to 9,700. Kevin Streelman and Kevin Streelman, you know, on the year is gaining strokes in every single strokes gain category, Uh, and since the uh, uh, since the uh, first round of the Memorial, he had. Every single round, positive strokes gained on the field until uh, round two of the Travelers. So, obviously, one bad round, and that was only a 72. Uh, so you Ca- know, did cause him to miss the cut it, by one
3: at the Travelers. It which did
0: cause him to miss the cut by one. A lot of but, people
3: had him that week. I had him on DraftKings.
0: Yeah, So, but what I'm saying is he's been playing so, so solid uh, all of 2021, and so I really, really like his chances to win this week. He might be my best bet.
3: Yeah, he had four consecutive top 20s leading into the Travelers, so uh, I agree that he, he'll be on pretty good form. I like that pick. My next most expensive, what do I have, two golfers left here? I've got Zach Johnson at 8,500. Talked about him earlier. Hashtag how high, sixth in the world. Zach Johnson plays well at this course. He loves this golf course. Uh, he's always played well here. 37 16th, 5th, 34th, 3rd, 2nd, 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 1st, 3rd, another 2nd. He just has a ton of high finishes here, so hopefully he'll find some good form. He's made four of his last six cuts, so just kind of middling form for Zach Johnson, but hopefully this will be a good week for him on a golf course that he likes. And then my most expensive option, go pokes i'm going with a guy who's never played this event but he's playing really well a guy who's made i believe nine of his last 10 cuts with about six top 25s in there finished fourth last week at rocket mortgage only one place out of the playoff alex noren yep sunday 64 take. at rocket mortgage he's my most expensive at 9300 go folks that, that only cut you mentioned colby i had him on DraftKings that week just want nice. to throw that out there
0: well so. done sir at the palmetto yeah good, yeah. good prognostication on yeah. my part. well done Okay, then I am going with uh, Brian Harmon at 10,400. Four top tens, 19-21 cuts made on the year, and he hasn't – Uh, lost shots to the field in any round since the Wells Fargo. Uh, And so, you know, you're looking at Brian Harmon's stats this week, and he's got to be my favorite this week, to be honest. I think that Brian Harmon will win this tournament. I'll pick him, but I I won't be able to pick him in the one and done, I don't think. I think I've picked him before, uh, maybe here recently. But but basically, you know, Brian Harmon is just so solid, and especially in a DraftKings, I know you – You don't necessarily always want to go up to ten thousand four hundred, but it's definitely worth it with Brian Harmon. I think he, you know, he's definitely maybe, you know, most improved player on the PGA Tour so far this year.
3: Yeah, Brian Harmon's been really good.
1: Yeah, over, over the last six months, Brian Harmon is 10th out of all the golfers in the world in strokes gained overall, so the only other person in this field who's higher over that stretch is Daniel Berger, and he's he was $700 uh, on DraftKings, more expensive. I just couldn't justify going up in the value, so I got Brian Harmon as well. Just, just playing so, uh, so so steady and has one of the best caddies on the tour, on the bag, so give me a little bit of uh, Brian Harmon-Scott Tway combination to, kind of like Sam said, I think he would probably be the guy I would, if I had to bet on someone to win I would bet on Brian Harmon to win but I do not have him on the one to done either
3: so yeah I uh, so for best bets this week I'm looking at real long shots because in a field with a strength of field of 122 we just I mean anybody could probably 90% of the guys that are teeing it up this week legitimately could win I mean I mean really uh so I'm gonna go with a guy as my best bet at 125 to one who played well last week, hits the ball a mile, hits it really well. If he can roll the rock, he'll have a chance. Give me Brandon Hagee coming off a T6 last week at the Rocket Mortgage in Detroit. I think there's going to be a lot of similarities with a lot of birdies being made. Um, So I'll take a flyer on Brandon Hagee at 125-1. to Same odds that Cam Davis was last week to win the uh, Rocket Mortgage. So it's hard hard to pick the one long shot at triple digits to one that'll
0: win, but it's worth taking a chance in these weak fields. And, you know, the... Data Golf favorite and the DraftKings favorite, Daniel Berger, uh, should probably be all the listeners' best bet this week because I'm not taking him, and every time that I take him, you know he totally burns me, and I won't take Daniel Berger again this year. Gosh, Uh, how good does a burger sound right now? I had a cheeseburger for lunch. Did you? Man, I'm jealous. I I had,
1: what, a burger for lunch, but I had the honey (laughs) barbecue chicken strip sandwich. Gas. That is
0: gas. But anyways, Daniel Berger, uh obviously uh is the favorite on DraftKings and Data Golf. So if you want to take him and now that you know that me and T Dub aren't taking him, you probably should throw a bunch of money
3: on him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm showing Daniel Berger at 11 to 1. Brian Harmon, 14 to 1. Uh, Norin, who I said I like, is 28 to 1. Vegas, who you've got in your lineups, 33. Zach Johnson's 35 to 1. Stricker's 40 to 1. So there's some guys throughout here. And if you want to take Doug, uh, Doug Gim, just to be nostalgic, sure. 45 to 1. Doug Gim. Yep. Go ahead and run him out there. Um, Two shows of, in a row, T Dub. One and done. <laughs> no.
2: It's a new computer, is what it is.
3: A new computer. One and done. Who wants to run out? Taylor, you had co last week. You you can bat lead off for one and
1: done. Well, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say I, I agree with you, Cole, because I think that when you deal with a course where birdies can be had, you kind of invite invite yourself to anyone who can win because just because the fields are so deep anymore. So I think that a long shot will end up winning, but I'm going to go with a guy in the one and done has been playing really good golf, especially the last two weeks, had a real shot at the U S open and kind of faltered, but then came back with a top 20 at the travelers. Give me Russell Henley. At uh, I don't I don't know what his uh, price tag is on DraftKings. I have to look it up one second. But um, I mean he's, he's the fourth favorite on Data Golf. He he finished second here in 2019, and then the only other time he played here was 2014 when he's a little bit younger and still finished 27th. So no finishes outside the top 30 here. He's uh, he's the fourth most expensive on DraftKings. To your point, Sam, he's 9900. So I think that he would be another good pick. I just I can't go to uh, camp combine my one-and-done with my DraftKings. But, yeah, I think Russell Henley has a great chance to make the cut, if not have one of those. I know he's won before, but having a
3: a, a win for him would kind of
1: provoke, elevate him to even higher status than he already is. Yeah,
3: definitely would. He's uh, the tied-for-third betting favorite at 20-1 to one behind only Daniel Berger and Brian Harmon. Uh, Sam, I had a miscut last week, so fire away. Who you got in the one-and-done? You're holding the
0: deck of cards. So. I am holding the deck of cards. I'm going to give the people what they want, so... Beautiful. There bridge. it is. Beautiful. I don't miss. Sound, are effects, so, in Oklahoma. Sound effects are key. Will Zalatouris, he made the cut last week, so I'm going to roll with the cards no matter what they say. Okay. Okay, but this week. All right, so I'm obviously I'm going on the bachelor trip. We're going to Tulsa. Okay, so who do I go on in Tulsa with? I go on with the Steel Man. So I got to put Kevin Streel <laughs> yeah, in there. All right, so he will be the red cards. Okay. I will put my boy Doug Gim... As the black cards. Okay. Okay, because, you know, I, the bachelor trip. I you, mean, You I made
1: it to. all year without picking Doug in the one and
0: I haven't picked Doug in the one
1: and How has that
0: happened? Man. And then, if it is a joker, I will go with Johnny Vegas. Okay. Okay. Wait, no, I already put Johnny Vegas. Did you use yeah, Johnny Vegas? Yeah, I, I used him in, in a, w- the we, we opposite two. field. Yeah, the opposite field. Of all right, so I won't do
3: Johnny oh, Vegas. Oh, I,
1: I don't have that listed. That's because that's when
0: he finished second or whatever. Yeah, he finished second.
3: Yeah, I don't have that listed here. Okay. I need oh. to mark that down then. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I do have a list. You're talking about way earlier in the season. I was yep. looking here recently. I thought you were saying when I was on vacation. Nope. No, no, no. I do have it listed. You got 327K for Johnny Vegas at an opposite field event.
0: All right. So then I'll just do uh, Jokers are Steve Stricker. Okay. All right. Jokers are Steve Stricker. And I have picked Brian Harmon, correct? You have picked Brian Harmon. Yeah. Right. Two weeks ago. All picked right, him at the more. Travelers. That was a good finish. Bridge. There it is. Lay the cards out here. I'm if going this with this is the joker. joker. Black card. That's Queen. Doug.
1: Queen of spades.
0: we're going to find our best friend Doug. And then we're going to give him our best friend a hug. Doug Doug, oh, Doug. 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 Doug.
3: I know someone's listening right now thinking, do you have to play it all the way through every time? And the answer yes. is yes, we do. There is
1: no. no way your bachelor party week that Doug...
3: He's going to win. Does not play at
1: least well. At least top five. That, that has would to be, be electric. The, a, a top ten Doug game has to be the best bet of the week for just I, for our man Sam. I've already
3: got Zach Johnson typed in, but I'm considering Audible link to Doug because what was Doug's odds this week? There's so much positive. Forty happening. to one or forty five to one. I think forty five. Yeah, forty five to one for Doug. I'm Dude, putting ten, bu- on 10 that. bucks for four hundred fifty return. Yeah. man. And then, I mean, they're basically just giving money away at 45 to one Yeah, yeah for the uh, tractor classic. Yeah, yeah. It's just free money that they're giving away. Uh, I'll stick with Zach Johnson. Just so I don't be, uh, just so I'm not riding coattails. I've got Doug Gim in DraftKings, So I'll stick with Zach Johnson. He, uh, plays this course. Well, he's about due to win again, it's kind of been the year of the old guy, Stricker, Phil, why not? Hashtag, why not Zach Johnson? Let's just have all the old guys turn back the clock. Chad Randall, I mean, let's just have all the old guys turn back the clock. Yeah, fifties the new twenty. Fifties the new twenty, or at least the new forty. Yeah, shout out to the old guys. So Zach Johnson going to get it done this week. What else do we miss in the world of golf? We got the match going on. I don't know. I think we pretty much covered it. Kind of a a down week this week because I we I, get won't to be to watch, uh, I won't be up at three a.m. to watch. I won't be up at three a.m. to watch the Scottish. So kind of a le- I might be kind of a leisure, <laughs> kind of a leisurely did golf week, and then uh, we'll have the British Open next week. Yep. At the Who's, Open Championship. Who is
1: going to be Bryson's caddy at the Open Championship?
3: Oh, great question. Great question. Aaron Rodgers. Who was his caddy last week? Wouldn't that be electric? Week? His caddy last week was some rep for Cobra. Huh. A very last-minute decision from what we understand. And from what I understand, was not involved in the decision-making process. Carried the bag. And set the bag Show down, up, keep up, and, and up. then uh, picked up the divots and raked the bunkers, and that's about it. I hey, he only had to work for two days, though. That's not bad. Only had to work for two <laughs> days, and what's his commission? What's ten percent of zero? Zero. Man, is ten percent of zero zero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: yeah Times zero. Yeah, something like. That. I wonder.
3: I wonder if he got like a base <laughs> fee, or if Cobra was just like, "Hey, this is what you're doing this week." I wonder if there was a base fee that Bryson gave him for carrying the bag for two days, or if since Bryson missed the cut, he just didn't get anything.
1: Also, last thing before we say, I mean, how is it bad of Bryson to not talk after his round? Because isn't he sponsored by Rocket Mortgage, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw him and Tim yeah. run a freaking commercial. Yeah,
3: during the, during during the During the, co- the tournament. During yeah. the cover. I mean, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, they were still airing the commercials. I. Uh, it's tough to not talk to the media the week that your sponsor's hosting the event. I am I'm usually pretty pro athlete when guys don't want to talk to the media. I understand the side of like it's part of the job, but also understand the side of like some days you just don't want to answer the questions. I don't know. I'm I, I always I go back and forth so much on, on getting upset at guys when they don't talk to the
0: media. You know who always talks to the media? Brooks Kepka.
3: He he's a man of the people. He Does is he? I mean, I, I mean I, I, we saw this with Tiger forever. Tiger sometimes wouldn't talk to the media. It's just I, I don't know. it. It doesn't bother me if if somebody said, uh, "Okay, the 2021 calendar year, I'm not going to speak to the media one time."
0: I'd have a problem with that. I will say, a guy has a bad day and want to talk. That doesn't really bother me. I will say this, um, and I have good information on this because my dad worked for CBS Radio for a long time, and his job was to interview the leaders coming off 18 or the guys that you know were big storylines. Now, Tiger always gave my dad an an interview. He never, ever uh, denied my dad an interview. And even after he played bad, and a lot of those, you know, he went through that stretch in the yeah. mid-2000s where he wasn't playing well in majors. And, you know, Tiger would always give nice, candid answers to CBS radio. Now, on the flip side of that, when Phil played good, he was great. When Phil played bad, not so great. Okay. So, maybe... Yeah. You think of Phil as the man of the people, but Tiger was actually, you know, giving the media the answers that they needed to do their job. And my my point, too, is that obviously Tiger is a bigger name than Bryson, but
1: Tiger, when he hosted the AT&T National when it was at uh, Congressional yeah. and with the Genesis, I mean, he's given interviews every day. It doesn't no, matter how right. he plays. So, I mean, if you're uh, – Bryson was the highest-ranked player in the field sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. And, you know, Rocket Mortgage, they can't go to Ricky anymore because he's – I mean, he had a good week, but he's not the not the mainstay. And so, you had storylines behind there. I just think you, had an, you have an obligation. And I know there was uh, – what was the tennis player's name who had the – Naomi Osaka. Uh, and so, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely understand. Maybe Ricky
0: could – you know, give Bryson some pointers on, you know, being on commercials after you miss the cut. He has some experience They're with that. They're both Cobra and Rocket Mortgage guys. Yeah. Does does that mean Cobra sucks?
1: <laughs> no.
3: Definitely not. <laughs> hey, I got a Cobra three wood. It's gas, man. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Your three wood is nice. Yeah. Maybe I should get some new Cobra clubs. Sounds like you Probably need a new not. putter. I, I need putter I, a knew- <laughs> I need new putter. I know that. I need Mine's a 2 pieces. I need a putter with a uh, a an unbendable shaft.
1: I need mean, Sam. You don't. You probably don't know this movie. It's too old, and you don't like golf movies. But Caddyshack, you know the putter where Rodney Dangerfield has, where it automatically lines it up for you. That's
0: what I need. That is a hundred percent what I need. I mean, Happy Gilmore had the greatest putter ever. Uh, I'll
1: say this. The, do that. The, the four shot comeback on the back nine of the Tour Championship. <laughs> it'll never be forgotten. <laughs>
3: I'll, I'll yeah. say this. I uh, so I had the the four putt on Saturday. I just have to make fun of myself and, for a and, minute. And
1: I want to put it in perspective for anyone who hasn't played Chick Golf and Country Club. Like the deepest green is like twenty three
3: paces long. So yeah, yeah. These, small great, greens. these are very small greens. Small greens, yeah. So very similar. So, to, uh, one, of four, yeah. one of the four. One of the four putts. One of the four putts. I didn't really feel like was my fault because I, of course, you lift out my second putt <laughs> and it went off the green. So well, if it went off the green, then your next one doesn't count as a putt. That's true. I guess technically it was you're, a two putt. You're padding the putting. It was tests. a two putt. <laughs> but I did have a four putt later in that round. It was not on a a severe slope. I I lost focus momentarily. Taylor can tell you. Seventeenth hole. At uh, Chickasha Golf and Country Club. Pin was back left on a fairly flat position. And so many of the pins that day were on steep slopes. I kept wanting this putt to break. I had 20 feet for birdie. I ran it four feet by. I ran it four feet
0: by. <laughs> I ran it three feet by. But then I cast the three-footer right in the heart. It was so pure. It's what Seve said on 16 at Augusta. Seve, <laughs> how'd you four-putt? I miss. I miss. I miss. I make. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Clutch
1: three-footer, by the way.
3: Clutch
0: three-footer. Oh, yeah.
3: By the time I was hitting my my third putt in a row from inside four feet, you, you're not feeling too great at that point. But isn't
1: that the thing about four putts, too? It's like normally the fourth putt isn't just a little tap-in. Like, you have to test. Like, you have a little tester over it.
3: Well, because by the time you're hitting your third putt, you're like, all right, I need to get this thing in the hole. And you kind of give it a little bit to get it in the hole. And then when it misses, you're left with a few feet left for your four putt. Guy yep. played with Sunday four-putted from 20 feet. Did about the same thing I did. Yeah. Yeah. Golf's hard. It's hard. Golf's hard. We should cut. Uh, we should cut the hole bigger. I, I petitioned <laughs> for one more inch on either side of the hole. Let's go to six and a quarter instead of four. And a quarter. How do
1: you decide if it's the left or right side of the hole
3: that gets bigger? Oh, that's a great question. You just make a bigger device, and then whenever you punch the holes, the holes get punched bigger. Well, you yeah. said
1: you said an inch in either way. I was trying to decide which way you decided because I don't think that's how
3: circles work. Let's go <laughs> left. I have more of a tendency to pull putts than push them, so okay. let's let's extend the cup one inch on the left. But then it make you feel worse. Really, from what angle?
0: If you make the, the cups bigger, it's just going to make you feel worse when you four-putt.
3: That's a great point. But the, but
1: the idea <laughs> is that I won't
3: four-putt if the cups are bigger.
1: One of my old college teammates brought up a good question. What if you putted practice putted for a year on just the small holes on the putting green? How, do you think you'd get really good or really bad? That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. You probably have no confidence I was or so, you probably get really, confidence. You That's probably exactly, really exactly Which one is it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's way too long of an experiment for me to go through. I don't have enough patience to do it for a practice session, let alone for a full year. Yeah. So, but I don't know.
3: Yeah. Good question. Absolutely. Uh, By the way, Got to show some love to our good friends at the Oklahoma Spine Clinic. Dr. Beecham, Dr. Brawley, both avid golfers. I'm sure they were out this weekend. The weather was nice. High-quality, individualized patient care at the Spine Clinic. Total complete spine care. Dr. Beecham does non-invasive. The Spine Clinic offers the capability to approach all options before surgery. Dr. Beecham specializes in interventional pain management, and he is double board certified in anesthesiology and pain management. However, if you are needing back surgery, Dr. Brawley recently received the honor of being listed one of the top 20 spine surgeons. Under the age of 40 in all of North America, visit the located off Broadway extension on Britain in Oklahoma city. Gentlemen, Match comes on here in about an hour, so we'll watch that. We'll be back. uh, We already did our preview and everything, so we'll be back next week, and we'll have some big shows for you next week. Last major championship of the season. It's been a a mega-packed season. We had the two majors in the fall. This will be the fourth major now this year. still have the Olympics and the Ryder Cup coming up, as well as the FedEx Cup playoffs. So last major of the year is next week,
0: but certainly uh, not the end of what is a jam-packed golf calendar. Is it still considered glory's last shot? Even though that was the PGA's thing? Um. Technically
3: has to be, don't you think? Yeah. By the way, I saw that our man Taylor Gooch is in the field at the Open Championship. And I'm wondering how that corresponds with the due date.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's got to be close, right? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, are we we inducing this week? I don't know. By the way, great video, TG. He slammed a couple beers together.
1: He went Stone Cold Steve Austin.
3: And he
0: did it upright, too. Yeah. He did it up right.
1: Yeah, there, there's a lot of ways to mess that up. So it was. It, so he ended up not – yeah, so shout out the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin game yep. was strong for TG. And he had the dog in the frame. Yeah, you definitely want to get that out of your system before the baby girl comes
0: along.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you show her that trick at around college
0: time. Glory's last shot.
3: <laughs> at around college time. Sounds like a plan. Good stuff, fellas. Uh, good to be back this week. Hope everybody had a great and safe fourth. We're back next week. Thanks for listening to the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma.